This is uh, J House Radio episode 69. Uh, we were supposed to do something funny today, Lois. I forgot about that. <laughs> what were we supposed to do? I don't remember. We were supposed to plan something funny because it's like the 69th episode. Like, and yeah, I, You know what? The, the problem is it snuck up on us because we've been doing so many different things. Yeah. Uh, and we were going to we were going to get two women who are a little competitive and do a guys versus girls thing. But it just like it slipped. Minds, yeah, man. So what if is what okay. uh, topic that we talk about where we try to um, take a scenario and if that scenario was changed, what would the outcome be? Last time we did. What if Thanos um, snap was permanent? That was the last one we did. Interesting conversation. Oh. So this conversation tonight, we're going to talk about what if the Internet never exploded into what it is today? How would it have affected society and pop culture? Viv, I'm gonna let you go first. The internet never, like, now has been a tool and a way of distraction unbeknownst to human beings before. Like, um, most of us, I would say, grew up in an era where we were just analog, right? Everything was manual. There was nothing based on you sitting at a desk, a screen. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, evolving fax connection, dial-up connection, the speed started moving. Technology started getting more more updated, and now you know we suffered a whole pandemic, and everybody was glued to a computer. Yeah, their job or doing meetings or social on the so the internet has paved way for that and yeah that's great and that's wonderful but for people who are scared to like leave their home still you know they're just that's all they have they don't have anything else yeah it's a little sad also on the plus side technology that allows people with um hearing impediments, speech impediments, uh, not being able to see, not being able to use all their hands, you know, have the ability to communicate. They have the ability to be heard. Um, that's a tool. Like, you know, the internet is a tool. <laughs> yeah. You can use it for good or you can use it for bad. <laughs> um, so, but I don't know. I, I, Every so often, I wonder to myself, like, let me just put my phone away and not use it for like twenty four hours. And yeah. I don't make it that far. <laughs> no, I don't think any of us can. To be honest with you, I'm, I'm, you don't think you don't think we can make it that far? Why not? Why do you say not? Um. Okay. Um. I'm gonna answer you. I'm gonna answer this question, and then I'll answer your the the original question you posted. The reason why I think that none of us can last that long, I think that we are all too accustomed to instant information and instant gratification um, at the palm of our hand. I think that's why we won't survive. Think well, about like, it. If you, need, if you need to call your mom, if you need mm-hmm. to call your dad, your brother, your sister, your uncle, your girlfriend, your boyfriend, your side piece, it's right there. You know, if you, you want <laughs> to... Um, uh, even a little more flirty or or freaky or whatever it's right there 
if you need inf like you're working on a project damn how do i do this okay youtube tutorial you know yeah. i just think that that our addiction to to instant information is too big across the globe for us to really not deal with our phone 24 hours well and that includes I... calling somebody and that includes the internet both yeah i think it's uh well i mean the the question was also gearing towards like what if it never blew up at all like what if the internet when was the internet born like what like the early 90s i'm guessing no like no, 1950 something i think um sort or 60 of something sort of something? the military version of it i believe was <laughs> 66 don't quote me on that okay and then the internet as we know it was born in the 80s 87 88 so, yeah. yeah, late 80s. We'll say late 80s. So, like, uh, I was saying, like, what did the internet try to kick off back when it first started, but it never went anywhere? So we never had that opportunity to see what it was like to become, um, like, dependent that's kind on of, That's kind of Oh, I know exactly that. how it would be. I know exactly how it would be. How? Okay. First of all, our need for better, faster computers would be a lot less because... Quite frankly, we wouldn't need it. You yeah. would have the difference between at-home computers and high-powered computers, and we'll say military for the sake of argument, yeah. uh, in the 80s was huge. Yes. Usually different. And the yeah. disparity know? was great. It was yeah. very, like... Now, yeah. the think about this. Now the military will take PS4s and PS5s and racks of them and turn them all into supercomputers. Yeah. So I think the need for technology, the, the need for bigger, better, faster would not be there or would be a lot less i feel that the only true way that any of us would get a powerful computer would be in a gaming console i don't think it would be on our desktop yeah i think that information would be say again laptop yes desktop or laptop yeah uh uh i also don't feel like we would be as smart um book wise or as dumb misinformation wise, um, I think we would all be a lot more social. I think we'd all be a lot more friendly. I th think that the simple skill of flirting would come back, would have never left actually. Because if you look at the way someone in their 20s flirts, someone's in their 40s or 50s flirts, it's completely different. Because you can literally see someone in their 40s and 50s flirting with a girl in their 20s and the girl in their 20s are like, damn. Yeah. Because he knows how to communicate. He knows how to flirt. He knows all the social cues. Well, somewhere in the twenties is just kind of like, you know, on the phone, you up, you know, <laughs> T take a look at it. Oh, you know what I'm trying man. to say? Um, I just kind of think that those things would be very different. Not only that, I think things like um, Trump would never have happened. Absolutely would not have happened. But I also feel like um, Obama being president probably wouldn't have happened. Because one of the benefits of the internet is we all understood more and more that we're a lot more equal. Because in the first days of the internet, we're basically chat rooms. There's no, you don't know who somebody is, you know? The ASL. Could be in a <laughs> right. Mm -hmm. you, I mean, Keith could be in a chat room with 101 people discussing 1,001 different things. Mm -hmm. And then for the sake of arguments, they're like, you black? I didn't know that. I thought you were this or that, you know? Yeah. Because th there, there was no cue to that.
understand what I'm trying to say? No one would know that I could speak a second language, you know? Um, I just kind of think that that socially we would be better, but in a lot of ways we would be dumber as society. And I think our growth as society to, be, to accept people for who they are at what they are, I think would be far further behind. A perfect example is, look at Eddie Murphy's Delirious, came out in 82, okay? There are jokes he says there that are absolutely hysterical, but today you couldn't say those jokes. That's funny you said that. Which I was, way, yeah. I literally had that conversation not long ago with my girl. We watched it recently, and I was like, "Man, this stand up would not fly today. Would at not all. fly today. It would and, not fly." Well, and there's. I, a... And I just said, like, I just feel like socially, between interaction, person to person, would be better, but we would be less aware of the fact there are fewer differences between us than there really are from all races and all aspects, things like that. So that's how I feel it would be different. The other thing is too, is like what pre-internet people and people who were born analog and developed in a digital world are very different than people who are just in a digital world is us born analog turned digital. We always look back. Like we knew people from, we knew artists from the 50s, 60s, 70s easily. You know, we knew music, we knew television shows and things like that. We might not have watched a whole episode of Howdy Doody, but we knew who Howdy Doody was. Yeah. You know, when you, you know, or leave it to Beaver. At, right. Or when you look at kids today, they don't know who Knight Rider is. They don't yeah. know who Nirvana is. You know, they, they, they've heard the name Tupac, but they haven't heard one song because they refuse to look back. The yeah. other thing is too, is even writing has become strange. Like teenage kids, you know, don't write, what are you up to? They type W-U-T, you know, U-P. <laughs> yeah, that is very you true. Know, like I, yeah. the, 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 the sentence structure and, and the eloquence of language has dwindled down to its dumbest common denominator, which is kind of sad. So the internet has ruined that part of communication, the writing of words. Even script is no longer taught in school good penmanship is no longer taught in school yeah, right. it's not you're because right phonics right phonics is, not phonics is not there because everybody types so they only know what print is they don't know what script is uh my and name is also chat. doesn't allow people from the future to read things like a declaration of independence because written in script or letters from your grandmother or great-grandmother because written in script yeah that's true and recipes, like people now that are very creative yeah. in the culinary arts, like no one can read old school recipes because they're handwritten. <laughs> and, you know, oh, let me just go to simple or what is it? Allrecipes.com. I can figure it out. You know, how to measure, how to, how to be able to calculate weight, volume, to distinguish a mile, how to distinguish a yard when you're trying to like make a dress you used to go well there used to be a store called Woolworths <laughs> and they used to have a fabric section and mm. you used to go to and a lunch counter section huh and a lunch counter and a lunch counter with the best coke floats ever um <laughs> and um you used to be able to go there get yourself some material get yourself a thread or a singer a singer sewing machine be able to measure you're going to use to be able to make either a dress, a blouse, whatever, you know, like you were able to do things 
with your hands and use your brains in the process. Doing cross-stitching, doing knitting, oh my God, like no one does that. It's, it's very rare that you find somebody that can do that. Crochet. My girlfriend yeah. crochets. She's really good too. See? And my girlfriend just started just started crocheting not too long ago. So I mean I cross stitch and I um knit, but I haven't had a chance, but I know how to like maneuver how to make thread. Yeah, I just I feel like the you whole have you have to keep time. Like yeah. there's a lot of stuff. The whole uh thing of like you said, using your hands and just like getting out there into the real world is definitely something that uh has been diminished because of technology. Um, but at the same time, it's it's kind of like a double-edged sword. Honestly, yeah. I feel like technology has handicapped yet helped us in many ways. Um, I felt like, in my opinion, if 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 the internet didn't exist, what would things look like now? I don't know. I mean, I feel like I feel like like Lo said, I feel like a lot of us would be smarter in ways. Honestly, socially, socially because. Now I feel like we depend so much on technology that uh, we almost kind of dumb ourselves down a little bit when it comes to certain things, you know. So you, um, you with your interest in film, would not yeah. be doing the stuff you're doing. You'd have to do it manually. You exactly. wouldn't have the tech. Oh, let me just upload my yeah. Let me to a computer. Me, yeah. You know, like the, the thing is, you though, for your like, music, you for your music, you're you're doing DJing, right? you're still doing it yeah. <laughs> so that stuff you're using a digital console i'm assuming right now but i started with records so i right. have DJ analog that. you know that imagine that you didn't have that skill because now with your digital skills you can easily use quicker things more feasible things you've already done it you know when it when it comes to djing really the only advantage of digital is you're not carrying 10 or 15 freight right. gigs that is yeah. the real advantage of going digital. And your playlists and your things are already set up so you all know what to do. No, I, I jump around. Like, okay. if I'm DJing a gig, I, I I still, you know, to use an, an analog term, I still crate dig, you know? I hear a <laughs> song, I'm like, oh, wait, this one would go good. And it's in, you know, this, you know, playlist number 70, as opposed to when I did a gig, I would plan out only 10 crates, yeah. which is 800 records. And now I have sixty five thousand. Yeah, that's, that's why. I, that's why I said uh, I feel like it's kind of like a double edged sword at this point. But honestly. then again, also the thing is too that even, even if a person doesn't get their music off the internet, you know, when digital music first started, you know, and before it was really out there, before LimeWire and stuff like that, you bought the CD and you ripped it on your computer. Yep. You know, I'm just saying that the availability of it won't be as easy but it'll still be there yeah so keith how do you think the world would change without the internet because you've heard us we're curious about you uh yeah i just uh just like i said before i i feel like the world in a sense would be smarter socially um and i think that would be the major difference on i just feel like the world would just be smarter honestly we we would we wouldn't really be so dependent on other people and other things we wouldn't be, I think we, the whole fact that people being lazy wouldn't be that much of an epidemic, to be honest, you know, um, as far as what would be the difference in terms of uh, like, like how would no internet affect pop culture? Um, 
I feel like artists would have the freedom to just be artists because the internet has affected film in so many ways. Look at what happened with Sonic the Hedgehog. You know, they they stopped production to change the special effects of a character that's literally the main character of the entire film. Um, uh, I feel like maybe mental health would be would still be an issue probably, but it probably wouldn't be as bad because there are so many people. Uh, there there's an actor I forgot his name who was in Superbad said that he's taking a break from promoting his movies because of the toll that Jonah it takes Hill? on. Yes. The, the He said the toll that it takes on him mentally, he's taking a break from promoting his films because of how crazy and hectic fans can be in, in regards to um, just bashing on actors nowadays. Uh, the the uh, video game, The Last of Us Part Two, uh, fans of that game were literally sending death threats to the actors because they didn't like their character in the game you know what i mean so i feel like even mental health would be in a way different if we didn't have the internet because the internet can sometimes i feel like that's part of the reason why a lot of us have anxiety or why we have so much depression because we're comparing ourselves to so many people on the internet we're letting people on the internet break us down and affect us in so many different ways so i think mental health would definitely um would definitely be a little healthier for lack of a better term if the internet wasn't as popular as it is today. The other thing too is we would have a more unified culture. Perfect examples if you look at the 70s. Perfect decade of before digital where um, an artist gets developed. You know, so if you're a musician and you get hired, you know, you get picked up by a record company, your A&R person would help develop you. And then through that development, you'd create better music than you would if you're just cranking it out right and left. And culture is also more unified because there's a limited amount of things coming out. So more people will gravitate towards one genre and one style the way it is. So it has diversified culture, the internet, as opposed to it was a little more unified back in the 70s and early 80s where, or even the 80s where the internet wasn't really a thing, yeah. you know? Everyone ran <laughs> home Friday nights, eight o'clock, watch Knight Rider, you know, and that yes. was a thing that everybody did as opposed to now, you know, there could be the, like Game of Thrones. I've never watched Game of Thrones. OK, but if it was a TV thing and there was very little left to watch, I probably would have watched. So it also has point. diversified culture a bit. And K, I love you like a brother, but you are a mean motherfucker, bro, for picking this. <laughs> you picked a difficult topic. <laughs> Bro, please explain to people what are we here about? All right. So today, guys, we're going to talk about the top three villains of the 90s. Each of us are going to pick our favorite top three. Uh, basically, this is in our opinions. I know a lot of you guys might look at us and say, why'd you pick that guy? Why'd you pick this girl? Um, so, yeah, we're going to go one by one, giving our uh, opinions or our favorite villains. Uh, if you guys want to give yours in a particular order, that's fine. If you just want to just spit them out, that's also good as well um and it's all and from the 90s ups. and we also have runner-ups too yes if you guys want to give a runner-up um you can give that as well after we all give our top three um we're going to for the sake of time we're going to try to keep it as simple and short as possible as we can um so KJ, Los, you should start okay i'll go we, first you know i mean like <laughs> like you you've actually been pretty quiet this episode i'm like what's up yeah man? yeah well, you but you know talk. what but you know what? It's all good though. I'm 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 running things behind the scenes right now, you know? <laughs> um, all right, so I'm gonna go not in any particular order. 
So I'm gonna throw out my favorite, one of my favorite villains from the '90s. Um, and my girl in chat can attest to this: Darth Maul, Star Wars Episode One, The Phantom Menace, 1999. One of my favorite villains from the '90s. Los, why are you shaking your head? Why are you shaking your head? That's the He's villain that was built fan. up for nothing. Oh come! He well, would have been a more effective villain if he would have lasted the trilogy. In that case, I agree with you. I do. And who's so, to agree. say that a story's not going to be in the works already? Nah. Yeah, if we're, were talking if, about, we're talking, specifically speaking, the 90s. Yeah. You know, whatever they do after the fact is after the fact. In the 90s, he was a one-and-done character. And he had the potential to rival Darth Vader in every single which way. Darth Maul is he? far scarier looking than Darth Vader. Yes, yeah, I agree. He? I no, agree. He didn't. no, no, no. That that was one thing I was very upset about this film. With when they first introduced Darth Maul, I was like, "Man, this is the coolest looking villain of all time." It's just like his moves were slick. He he was just so smooth and so elegant. You know, um, like you elegant. almost. Oh my god! Like I'm so serious. Like you almost wanted to root for this guy. Like man, like I he's, agree. he's he's really doing his thing. And then at the end, and whatever this movie's like over ten years old. So if you guys are mad about spoilers, get over it. But at the end when he died, I was just like, wait a second. Like really? Maybe he just got stabbed. He'll get up later and come back. No, he got cut in half. There's no coming back from that. He's done. I was upset legitimately upset like yo i wanted to see more of this guy like what about the sequel this is only episode one he became Come. one with the dark side <laughs> yeah no he became two with the dark side because he was cut in half thank you <laughs> okay he became two with the dark side so very like one of my favorite characters but very disappointed that they just won and done him like like come on put some respect on maul's name all right that guy should have at least went up to like episode two at least he should have lasted the trilogy and yeah. Anakin should have killed him and taken his place as Darth Vader. And then he moved on to fight Obi-Wan and everything else. Yeah, I, I, I was very upset about that, bro. Very upset. But nonetheless, he is still one of my favorite villains from the 90s. Uh, Los, you're next, buddy. What's okay. one of your villains? Give me one second. That. Don't pick mine, please. Don't pick Nino mine. Brown from New Jack City. Wow, I was thinking about Am picking I him. My brother's keeper. I was <laughs> thinking about picking him. My oh, favorite man. line from his is, uh, oh, yeah, uh, hold up, let me try to. I'm try, I'm trying not to misquote it. He goes, "Sit down before I make change out of your five dollar ass." Awesome <laughs> fucking line. Nino oh. Brown, absolutely one of the best villains out of the '90s. Oh man, Wesley Snipes though was just—he was just a good villain guy during that era, like 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 during the '90s. He's just awesome yeah. in everything he touched. Just pure amazing. Like like he was born to be a villain. He really yes. was. One hundred percent. Or an anti-villain, right? Because he did Blade too. Yes, or an anti-villain. Well, I consider them more an anti-hero. Anti-hero. Oh. Sorry. Yes, you're right. Yeah. Anti-hero, not not anti-villain. So yeah, never mind. Why not an anti-villain? You're I mean, wrong, Viv. Mean guy. No, because he he only killed a human who was involved with the vampires. He would never kill a human just to kill a human. Right. An yeah. anti-villain is a but villain he... 
who on occasion does heroic thing. An anti-hero is a hero who on occasion does villainous thing. Fair indeed. Preach. Preach, Los. Preach. So, all right. That's Los's pick. I was actually really considering that pick, too. So, I, I was this close from putting him on there. Yeah, that's a good villain. Viv, what is your first uh, pick for your top three villains of the 90s? <laughs> Wait, say it again. I didn't hear you. Ed. What? I still can't hear you. Say it again. Ed from Hellraiser. Oh, Pinhead from Hellraiser. Oh, Pinhead. Wow, that's actually I, a good I choice. I can see why. I can see why. I can see why, too. I, well, he's I, not I can more, definitely see he's, why. He's not a villain. He's more so of a priest from hell. Like, he's he has power. He has stature. He has status. He's really, really mean and <laughs> horrifying and just disgusting. <laughs> but yeah. I think he, out of the 90s era of movies that I remember, he is one of those that literally, like, just to my core, gave me so much disgust and, like, like, oh. Yeah. But he, they did such a good job with that character. And I think it's from the first movie, not any other one for now just i'm to the first movie side note did you see that they're coming out with a i guess it's a reboot or i don't know what they're calling but it's a new hellraiser movie yeah and it's a man yeah it's a woman it's going to be a woman this time around so it's going to be interesting i don't like her voice i don't like her voice the woman that's supposed to (laughs) yeah but at least at least the first hellraiser he had like it was manly, but like has some kind of like like a little bit of a rasp to it, you know. Her just sounds like it a was robot. Also sophisticated. Yes, it was sophisticated, it was and I love that. I love that about him. He was very sophisticated, even though he was a murderous freaking monster. He was sophisticated, and I freaking love that. But this woman in the new Hellraiser, she sounds like a robot. She sounds like she's R two D two or something. And I'm just like, what is the what voice box is she using? It's weird. Well, I, I, I mean, am going to chop your head off. That's literally what it almost sounds like. I'm just like, what the? What is with her voice? It's oh so annoying. Okay. I'm sorry. I know we're like killing your uh, Hellraiser pick right now. <laughs> no, no, no. But the original Hellraiser from the nine from Hellraiser from the '90s, Pinhead. Yes, I could definitely see how he could be one of your favorite villains from the '90s. Absolutely. Yeah, he he used to terrify the crap out of me. I was way too young to be watching those movies. I should, yeah, but I just have one thing to say. I kind of feel if you had a very powerful magnet, you could defeat him. But that's just me. Wow! Out of all the times I've ever watched that movie, I never thought of that. If I had a magnet, <laughs> and Hellraiser was trying to kill me, I could just like probably pull the little things out of his head, and he'd probably die. Wow! Yeah, exactly. Has anybody in chat or anybody listening has have, have ever thought about that in terms of Hellraiser? I want to know. <laughs> Interesting. I feel I feel that that is it's one of those things that the look, the presence, the the action, the stoicism that it that had had, like he carried that to the point where you just didn't even want to touch him. It was so gross, you know? Yeah, like, it's, so it, it was very... Attempting th- to try to take out anything magnet-wise, I would still be... The, the Hellraiser movies were very, <laughs> just very freaking disgusting. Like, like they, 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 were, they were really gross. 
really it had a lot hours. of S&M. I mean, <laughs> what? Yeah, it, yeah. I, I would have to agree. I would have to agree. It was a All right, Keith. Thing. You're, You're on to the next villain. All right, my next one. Um, this one was kind of tough because um, I was stuck between this one and another guy. But I went with this guy because he's one of the fastest men to ever chase down Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, we're talking about T-1000 in Terminator 2. Hey. Judgment Day, 1991. Nice. Great one. Great one. Great. Awesome freaking villain. Like I, I remember when this film came out, and by the way, this is one of my favorite action movies of all time. It may, almost made it to the finals in our action movie tournament. But yeah. Lowe spooted it out, like, you know, showing disrespect to Arnold, but it's okay. Um, because he didn't get to the chopper, <laughs> he didn't get to the chopper. Wow, <laughs> I love it! I love it. We got to do another tournament again sometime, man. Oh, I love yes. when we have like tournament yeah. episodes. Um, but yeah, T1000, uh, just an awesome freaking character. And the guy who plays T1000 in that movie just plays awesome. it so well, just so sophisticated, as Lo said, quiet just about his business like even the way he runs it's just like so serious emotionless yeah emotionless no emotions does he play that part so well even when he even when not, he's fighting not to make Arnold. a joke but to a t to, wow <laughs> no seriously not to make a joke because that that's that's the expression he did it to a t it's pun he did it perfect. It's pun intended. you should have just let that be a joke because that was actually pretty good that i know i should have but you're my dumb man <laughs> To a T. I no, love but go it. ahead, Keith. I'm sorry to interrupt. You were saying. Nah, he so, ran. Yeah, like just everything he did, man. He did it with like no emotion. And for him to hold that throughout the entire film was just freaking amazing, man. I loved it. But yeah, he's definitely one of the most iconic characters of all time and one of the most iconic action movies of all time. T1000, one of my favorite from the 90s. Yep. Thanks. All right, who's next? Carlos? I'm next. Mine. I can say with two words. Mr. Anderson, Agent really? Smith from The Matrix, nice. 1999. It counts as the 90s. Wow. The Matrix. Agent Smith was an awesome, awesome villain. That the way he spoke, you're like, what is going on in that head? It was such, such a good villain in a good film. And you, like, when he's, his presence on screen, you always got unnerved by him. And when you saw him fight and how well he could fight, you're like, oh, damn, there's a reason why I'm scared. It isn't just his presence. There's, yeah. He can back up what he says. So for me, Agent Smith, the original Matrix, 1999, one of the best villains from the I'm actually surprised you picked that. I, I, I never knew you were that into the Matrix like that. Never knew oh, that. I loved Never I knew that. The yeah, I mean, it is it I is definitely the, the 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 reboot though, but I Oh my god. It. Side note without spoilers, I hated it. <laughs> I hated it. I, I really Yeah, what she said. What she said. Uh I I felt like there was no point of that film being made. They should have left the way it was. That's all I'm going to say. Brother, I mean, you're, you're if, forgetting if... the most important point to a movie to a movie studio. You know what that is? What? Money, 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 money. <laughs> money. I, I mean, it's... No spoilers, but to add closure to whatever it is you might not have closure from the previous movies, go ahead and watch it. But I would say it's a one and done. Yeah. I'm just going to say it shouldn't have been done. And in that case, who's next? 
<laughs> Viv, you're up for your number two pick. My number two pick is dun, dun, dun. Honey Wilkies from the... Misery. Oh, 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 yes. Wait, what's her name yeah. again? What's her name? Annie Annie Wilkies. Annie she's Wilkies from Misery. By, she's played by uh, Kathy Bates. I that was actually one of my picks that I was thinking about between T one thousand. Um, well, with T one thousand or her, I was thinking about that one. It's a really good pick. Um, a because she's a woman and she is thoroughly infatuated this guy, mm -hmm. but it gets to the point where it gets past the obsessive compulsive. It gets into like the seriously psychotic. And then yeah. it just keeps growing. And I mean, Stephen King did such a fantastic um, work. He did that. Um, and then they did the movie. They picked the right people for the movie. Oh, yeah. And Kathy Bates, like, totally, like, skyrocketed through that whole thing. And you, I remember the scene uh, where she breaks his legs. My heart was like, oh, man. <laughs> I and, and I didn't and, think they were going to show that, and then when they showed his foot, just like I'm like, oh, dang! <laughs> like it's like it just it turns my stomach to this day, to this day. I I that um the movie the film established itself so well um that you know no one can like surpass it at this point. Yeah. Uh, but they did do a Broadway play of Misery. And they had um, really, yes. And they had um, uh, Bruce Willis as the author, and they had um, the sister of Roseanne from the Roseanne Show. I forgot her name. Who from the Roseanne Show? The sister of Roseanne. Oh, I forget her name. I forgot her and name too. Slender Woman. I forgot her name too. Uh, but she was also, she played the part of Kathy Bates. And oh my God, I cannot express how great she did. Like she, they tried to really get that, that same feel from the movie into the play. Um, but I mean, Kathy Bates, Wilkie's crazy psychotic woman. <laughs> like, yeah. It, the, the, yeah. The crazy part is she was just so like, she tried to seem so innocent and helpful and just like, hey, I'm just a fan, but then I'm also a psychopath at the same time. It, it was I'm just break your neck. Yeah. And break your knees. The he played that wasn't so. facing the right way. Yeah. Oh, man. And like every time I watched that movie growing up, I used to always think if I was in that situation, what the heck would I do? <laughs> like, that's just that that's terrifying, man. And like, you and can't do anything. Your freaking foot's broken. Like the famous scene where she's like, I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> oh my god, yes, jeez. No offense, ladies, every man's worst nightmare. Woman's scorn. You know? Um yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my number two. All right, Keith. Well, who is your number three? My final and number three person, villain of all well, not of all time, but of the nineties. Like this is probably gonna be your guy's next one. Um he is a he's infatuated with Clarice. Um he has a <gasps> hunger a hunger for human flesh. He is one of the greatest actors of all time. Hannibal Lecter. Silence of the Lambs. Nineteen ninety one. 
played by Anthony freaking Hopkins. <laughs> Mike drop on that one, man. I will Mike agree Trump. with you. Amazing villain, but would never have made my, my list. Never? Never. Not even if list. it was like a top 10? Nope. Wow. It might have been a top 10, but I doubt that. Wow. See, the thing to me is what makes a villain so great is when they're likable. If you're likable, that makes you worse. Because mm. how many of us have had a, had a friend who backstabbed us? And how much did that hurt us? As opposed to some dude we got into a random fight with. Right. We could care less about that random fight. But the person who stabbed us in the back, yo, we feel that for decades. <laughs> so for me, a villain who is likable is more effective. So I would never choose somebody like him because I want somebody who's likable. Wow. Okay. I, I, I can see that. I can see that. Wow. Yeah. No, but listen, as far as villains go of the 90s, definitely. Silence yeah. of the Lambs, up there. Great villain. Hats off. Yeah. Hats off to him. Um, you know, he, he's the epitome of a crazy white man. You know what I'm trying to say? <laughs> so the epitome. that's a great choice, man. That is a great fucking choice. Those eyes, bro. Like that that's literally all I gotta say. If that man was looking at me, those eyes, like, hey, uh, I'm 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 gonna get some I'm gonna get some hot sauce on you. I want some yeah, dark meat. The only but believe it or not, when he did that that thing that just Viv just did, that that made me laugh out loud. I thought it was the most ridiculous sound ever. <laughs> it sounded like a rabbit having an orgasm. I was like, no. That's just a terrible sound. I didn't know what to think of that when he did it actually. I I'm I'm not too crazy about it, but outside of that. You know. Literally, freaking awesome. Like let's character. face it, does the average person know what a, what is it? Shianti, Shianti, whatever hell Winey was talking about? No, yeah. I had to look that up. <laughs> it's the cousin <laughs> of the Pinot Grigio. <laughs> hey, listen, I don't care the who Pinot they're related Grigio. to. <laughs> I don't care who they're related to. Oh man! All right, guys, what's your what's your uh, los? What's your final pick for the night? Mine your... is someone from a movie that most people have forgotten. The uh -oh. Kevin Costner, Robin Hood. Alan Rickman as the Sheriff of Nottingham. Wow. With his best line, <laughs> I will cut your heart out with a rusty spoon. Wow. That Great is a, that's a as deep cut. the jewel that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It is a deep cut, but he's, Alan Rickman is such an amazing actor that he, made you love him and hate him at the same time through all of his major roles. Yeah. Wow. Die Hard, Harry Potter, Sheriff yeah. of Donningham. I mean, everything. He was just great at it, you know? And he was a villain. Well, you hated him because he was an asshole, but at the same time, yes. you're like, I can't wait to see him on screen again. He's kind of funny. <laughs> I know. Yeah, yeah. He, he's one of those guys you love to hate. Definitely. Like, every character he plays, you love to hate his character. Uh, I used to love that movie. I watched it a billion times growing up. Um, I completely forgot about that, though. Man, that, that's definitely a good pick, Lowe's. Good pick. Yeah. And Viv. a deep cut. Yeah, very deep cut. What's your last choice, Viv? Last one of the night. All right. So this is a historical one. Um, consider him a villain only because of the topic and why he... Um, well, this is why I classify him as a villain. Um, the character's name was based off of a real person. 
named Ammon Goth, and it was played by Ralph Fiennes in Schindler's List. Ooh, deeper cut. Jeez, you guys are... <laughs> Wow, I feel I, I feel underdressed here. What's going on? Jeez. No, but see, that, that's part of the beauty of these lists that you get someone who likes the more generalized uh, bad guys, someone who likes subtle bad guys, someone who likes you know epic bad guys. That's the great thing about a list like this is we all have different opinions of what makes a good bad guy. Yeah. You know, you hearing that mine is someone who has to be likable, you're like, well, I never thought about that aspect of it. Yeah. You know? And well, you you love the more larger than life, you know, bad guys. Yeah. And Viv is more of a visual person with the bad guys, you know. Yeah. Someone who looks sweet but is a killer. Someone who, who you know, who could be defeated by a magnet or what have you. You know what I'm trying to say? It's like <laughs> it's all very different opinions. I still can't get over uh, that magnet yeah. thing. Fiends <laughs> um, played uh, Ammon Goth, who was technically the of all of the Holocaust executions and these, and he would, he would just do evil things like just yeah. outright evil things um, with all disregard to humanity. Yeah. Oh, so he wouldn't care if you were a kid. He wouldn't care that you were a woman. He wouldn't care that you had typhus. He didn't care. He would just put you somewhere and then delegate that to his staff staff would just carry out his orders and they would have no concept of humanity like that's like of humanity yeah and he played it so, so i wanted him to die so badly <laughs> the um, best villains are the ones you want to die oh my god no and, and, you know, the best villains are the one that you think yeah he might be right <laughs> <laughs> yeah that too those are the best villains because you you question yourself. That yeah, is what villainy is. Question yourself. Where you doubt yourself, that is a find yeah. yourself in that same position. Yeah, as we, that villain, and you like, say the same thing. You start but thinking like, to yourself, "Damn, what I what I done that to?" They have they have a lot of psychological issues. They're very in their heads, and yeah, they have to play that they're. Why does everything go back to mental health? That's I just want to know. <laughs> no, Why does everything have to go back? That's to mental like that's like the slide topic of the night. Think about it. Like even even if you go comic wise and you look at Bane or if you look at Joker, mm -hmm. um, they they have psychotic issues. They have psychological issues, and they play like they own it. They know. Yeah. They might be in the wrong, but they still have to own it. You know, and a villain, a villain has to own it. And every villain that we picked pretty much has owned it. Whatever owned way. It. Whatever owned way. it or ate it or slashed <laughs> it or stabbed it. Yeah. Correct. <laughs> so. Or, it or cooked it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so on that note, uh, let's run through our list real quick. Uh, I'm going to do mine. Uh, my top three was Darth Maul, Star Wars, Episode 1, Phantom Menace. Hannibal Lecter, Silence of the Lambs, uh, T-1000, Terminator 2. Los, what were yours? Mine was uh, Nino Brown from uh, New Jack City. Good one. Uh, Agent Smith uh, from The Matrix. The Sheriff of Nottingham from Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. 
I need to watch that again, by the way. Viv, your three were? My three were, what, my, my three choices are, uh, Annie, uh, it was Hellraiser, Pinhead, Pinhead from Hellraiser, uh, Annie Wilkie's, uh, Kathy Bates from Misery, and Emin Goth uh, by Ralph Fiennes and Schindler's List. Good pick, guys. So Good do picks. we have runner-ups? And when we do runner-ups, we let's be brief because they're runner-ups. They don't deserve that much. Um, I'll let you go first, Los. What is your runner-up? I have a, sort of more than two, but kind of two. Okay. Um, Christopher Plummer in uh, uh, hold on, Star Trek: The Undiscovered Country. He played mm. General Chang, a Klingon quoting Shakespeare as he fights. Great performance. Great oh, wow. Villain. Okay. Uh, my second one is um, all of um, T-Bird's gang from The Crow. The original Crow oh, and Top Dollar. Good That's pick. my runner-up. You know? Good pick. There ain't no coming back. There ain't <laughs> no coming back. This is the real world. This is the really real world. There ain't no coming back. Yeah, I love Mom, that movie. Villain. Love that movie. Great villain. Good freaking pig, bro. Jeez. Thank you. Get that man. Get that man his flowers. You got runner-ups? All right. So I do have one runner-up. My runner-up is also one of the greatest actors of all time. Um, Max Cady, Cape Fear, 1991, Robert De Niro. Good one. Nice. Love that movie. Love that movie. Robert De Niro, just chef kiss. Killed it. That's all I got to say. Chef kiss. All right. Viv, you got a runner-up? Vibmeister. Um, I want to say I do, but I'm not sure that they were in the series. Oh, yeah, they were. Okay. Okay. Um, so I'm going to go with Raz al Ghul from Batman the Animated Series, voiced by David Warner. Okay, David some Batman love. Yeah. From the wow. 90s. Some Batman that's, love that's... in here. Okay. Like um, I'm a huge fan of that series. I'm a huge fan of that whole series, and I grew up with that. So I would come home from school, that I would turn on, um, and hang out a bit. But mm -hmm. his villain person, I mean, he's just a villain. Like he's he's <laughs> weird. Uh, he's a complex person. All of the people I've picked, I guess, are very complex. Yeah. Um. Uh, he he did such situations that like I was always terrified when they would talk about him. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, all right, hurry up, get through the series. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that's a that's definitely a good pick, though, for sure. For Batman the animated series, I'm sorry. For me, it's Joker. Oh, of course. Mark Hamill's Mark Joker Hamill. is amazing. Yeah, yeah Mark Hamill. But Mark, Mark you, Hamill's a you, god. You said runners up. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> oh no, no. Listen, I, I'm not disputing your your pick. I'm just saying, for me, Batman the animated series, it, it's Mark. Just throwing my two cents in there and getting changed back. <laughs> wow. Los with the jokes, man. What was the other one you said before with with T1000? The joke you had with T1000. It was like a. He did it to a T. He did it. To yeah, a... he did it to a T. Yeah. <laughs> he did it to a T. Jeez, Louise. On that note, man, we're gonna get ready to get out of here, guys. Um, 
thank you for uh thank you once again viv for dropping in hopefully we can have you back again soon um don't forget guys who are listening uh or watching the show live next uh well next time we're live we're gonna be doing our one tip challenge so you might, you might want to check that out me and los might be burning a hole through our butt hooks yes I mean, remember, hole through our we are doing we are starting the one chip challenge at the beginning of our review and we're seeing who can last the longest without any without having, yeah. ice cream. No liquids, no ice cream, no without milk. any ice cream, oh, milk, man. water, soda to Nothing. calm the burn. I'm I'm actually getting a little scared now. At first I was excited, like, yeah, let's do this. Now I'm like, oh man, I'm I'm, I'm sweating. No, but the thing <laughs> is too the thing is too, like, don't forget, this isn't this isn't this is isn't hot wings, bro. <laughs> You know what I'm trying to say? Hot ones that that interview show. Yeah. At any point we could tap out. Yeah, you know? that, that 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 is true. That is true. But I want to beat you anyway, so we'll see. May, may the power of Christ compel you. <laughs> Give me Christ, Buddha, Allah, the Great Spirit, anyone you want, bro. Just throw that deity at me. Viv, Viv, you might I'll have to have Ra you. Even if you, if I need it. Sending you guys good juju. <laughs> Viv, you might have to have you referee that one, man. That's gonna be an interesting. Uh, interesting show for I, sure. I'd be interested to see <laughs> how you guys like. Can you guys speak afterwards? Does your tongue swell up? That kind of Listen, thing. Oh. I don't care if afterwards I'm talking. Hey, how you doing? Uh, yeah, that's what I believe in the show. I don't care. I'm going to try to laugh. Tootie tat. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. I can already guys... see KJ going. <sighs> okay. <sighs> <laughs> I can get through this. <sighs> oh man. I'm just gonna fake the fuck. I'm be like. <clears throat> that was smooth yeah yeah wow Jeez, louise all right guys we're, we're gonna get out of here make sure you guys check us out next week for a hot hot chip challenge one chip challenge and thanks again like i said yeah thanks <laughs> for hanging out los thanks you for uh you know being you as always and we're gonna catch thank you, you thank guys you. Thank you, later thank you, kj thank you for being the awesome host that you are that's what i, 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 I try buddy i, I try man i'm just here for the looks <laughs>